Welcome to Strong Men, Strong Marriages. My name is Mike Frazier, MD, your BYU and UCLA-trained marriage coach. My mission is to help you get strong, get attractive, and get a strong, joyful, and intimate marriage, no matter how bad it is right now. You can do it, and I can help you. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode, The Sentence After. This is a marriage communication tool you can start using right away. First, I want to share a client win. So this is a member of our, our group, the Strongman System. This is on day 26. We really focus on habits and going 90 days straight of building specific habits. So day 26, a very stressful day, played out extremely well. We were traveling by car from Italy back to London. 25-hour journey, leaving at 10 p.m. the day before with two children in the back. <laughs> so you can imagine, that could be a pretty stressful trip. But what he says is the trip was quite amazing. We talked, we touched, we had a connection. We took turns in driving. Normally, it's just me for the whole journey. We were on the same page always on everything. It was simply amazing. These guys are struggling quite a bit. And, you know, there's still ups and downs always in a marriage. But having these wins and knowing how to create them and knowing how to get through losses, that's what we learn how to do in the strongman system. It's going to be opening the end of the month here. So, you know, be on notice for that. So I want to talk about what do people actually notice about communication? So there's a doctor named Dr. Mirabian in the 1960s. He did an experiment. He had people say nine different words. So the words were honey, thanks, and dear. You know, pretty positive words. Oh, really, maybe. You know, neutral words. And then don't, terrible, and brute. You know, brute, that's kind of like an older word, but, but negative connotation, right? And people would read them with positive, neutral, or a negative tone. So what do you think was the most important in determining the meaning of these words? If someone heard somebody say, honey, thanks, or dear, was it more important for them to just say those words, or was it more important that they said them with a certain tone? Probably not surprised, it was tone, right? If you say, oh, versus if you say, oh, or if you say, oh... (laughs) Right, it's different. Um, so he came up with this formula that how to interpret a message is seven percent verbal, seven percent the words that you say, thirty-eight percent vocal, or you know the tone that you say them with, and fifty-five percent visual, the type of face that you're making, that kind of thing. So in other words, about ninety-three percent of communication is nonverbal in nature, meaning not just the words that you say; it's how you say it what emotion you actually have when you're saying it, right? So this is why, quote unquote, communication skills alone never really work, okay? You can say the right words. Like I can tell you certain words to say, like I want to understand you, okay? So those are the right words to say because when you really are trying to understand another person, that is what makes great communication. You seek first to understand, then you try to be understood, but the words don't matter so much. What matters much the most is your intention. So there's a fast way, and this is the tool I want to teach you guys. There's a fast way that you can judge this of what is your intention. And that's to ask yourself, what is the sentence after these words, right? I'm saying this, but what's the sentence after? So let's take this example. I want to understand you, right? So let's say you say it like this. I want to understand you. And you say that. What's the sentence after? Sentence after that is, but you're being stupid, right? So you're going to say, yeah, I want to understand you, but you're an idiot. Okay. So that's one way you could say it. 
you could also say, yeah, I want to understand you, but I can't believe you're saying this. This is ridiculous. Okay. So you see, you know, it's the same words, but the tone's so different. How about this one? I want to understand you because I care about your opinion and I want to get to know you better. Right? So each time you said, I want to understand you. And even if you don't say that sentence after in your head, you're saying it, right? (laughs) You really are. So that unsaid sentence after is what people actually hear. And that's what I want you guys to really understand today. That unsaid sentence after what you say is what people really actually hear, that intention. So a funny example of this is the kids apologizing to each other. So we'll have our kids, you know, if they do something mean to the other one, we'll say, okay, you need to go apologize. The way they'll apologize is like this. I'm sorry that you were stupid. (laughs) I'm sorry that I pushed you after you pushed me, right? So these are not real apologies because they're not taking responsibility for what they actually did. They're not trying to understand the hurt they caused. They're just saying the words, but the sentence after is, you know, this is stupid, or I'm saying this because mom and dad made me do it. Right. And so it doesn't really connect. It doesn't create the the connection. It doesn't, it's not really an apology, <laughs> but we do this same thing in our marriages and with our kids. So how about for intimacy? What can the sentence after be there? So the sentence can be, I want to have sex with you, right? Or actually what's important in here is just, I want to have sex without, and that's just it. So what's the sentence after? I want to have sex because you owe it to me. How does that come across? If you're, if that's really your intention, if that's the sentence after in your own mind, how attractive is that to your wife? I want to have sex because I want a physical release. It's not even about your wife at that point. It's just about you wanting the physical release. Like anything any girl would do just happens to be that you're married to your wife. And so, you know, I want to have sex to get that release and, and you owe it to me. So if you combine those two, wow, now you're really unattractive. I used to do that all the time. And if you guys are doing that now, like I get it. It's a, it's a common thought, but it's just not attractive and it's not going to create what you want. Okay. How about I want to have sex. So I know that you care about me. In other words, I want to have sex so you can validate me and let me know I'm okay. Okay, I've done that one too, plenty of times. (laughs) How about this one? I want to have sex because I want an outstanding relationship and to know you deeply in all areas, including sexually. So how about that one? How attractive is that? Much better, right? And remember, even if you're just saying, I want to have sex, right? You're not necessarily saying these sentences after, but they are there, okay? Because they're built on your own thoughts, your own feelings, your own background, all of that. They are there. And that's what your wife is picking up on. And if you can start being more conscious of this and saying, okay, I'm saying this, but what is that sentence after in my mind, right? What is that sentence that I'm not saying? Or I want to have sex because I find you incredibly attractive, okay? That's also a good way to approach it right? A way that's going to create a better sexual relationship between you and your wife, right? How about with parenting? This is a favorite one in our house. Do your jobs. (laughs) It's time to do your jobs. So how about this one? Do your jobs because you owe it to me. Look how ungrateful you are. You know, we do all this for you and you can't just do your jobs around the house or do your jobs because you're lazy if you don't, right? 
So these are these are the sentence after in my mind more than I want. I want to change that. Okay. I want it to be do your jobs because I want you to become a responsible adult. It's not always fun to do some work. It's not always fun to follow through on what you say you're going to do, but that is going to create the best life for you. So if that's really my sentence after, if that's really my intention, you know, that's a good thing, right? So what about, uh, no, you can't go out tonight. Okay. So is the sentence after, because we need your help and you are so ungrateful. Is that the sentence after? Or is it, no, you can't go out tonight because I want to punish you for what you did. Setting yourself up is really in opposition to your kid. Or, no, you can't go out tonight because I really care about your well-being. I don't think that's a good idea. And we need we do need your help around the house. You know, I want you to be responsible and understand that, you know, there are the things that we would like you to do. Okay. Now, remember, we want to be strong and loving guides to our children. Sometimes we're going to have to say things they don't like. Even with our spouse, sometimes we're going to say things we don't like because that's true to who we are. But again, if that sentence after, if that intention is really understanding, sharing who you are, getting to a better connection, it comes across. It really does. So how do you clean up your own sentence after? You need to take the time to consider, you know, what really is my intention in saying this? I, I use a model called the state fair model. And one of the things, what the I in that is intention. You know, we do things or we say things, but what's the intention? And that intention is what leads to the result, okay? So again, if we come in and we say, I want to understand you, but I can't because you're too stupid, you know, that's the sentence after. We don't get the result of more understanding and more connection, right? Where if we come in with like, hey, I want to understand you so we can get to something that works for both of us. Totally different intention, totally different result because you have that intention. Okay, so you really need to take that time to consider, what's my intention in saying this? What am I really trying to communicate? It takes some time. You're going to have to sit down. You're going to have to write it out. You're going to have to really think about it. I really recommend writing it out. It makes a big difference. Another good question. What do I really want to have happen after this conversation? Considering what really is the result? This is a tool from Crucial Conversations by Al Switzler and and some other guys too. Uh, Really thinking throughout the conversation. Okay, bringing yourself back. Where do I want this to go? What's the result that I really want at the end of this? You know, if you're having a, uh, if you're trying to communicate uh, that you want to have sex with your wife, you know, the end result that you want isn't just sex, right? Because you've probably had times where you've had sex and it hasn't turned into more connection, right? What you really want is intimacy, knowing her, being known, enjoying a fun time together. And a lot of times sex can help you do that. Sometimes, you know, your wife might not be in the mood and you are, that happens. But if your intention is still connection, you can see, hey, like it doesn't have to be physical sexuality to get there, right? There's other ways we can have that connection. And that's where you're going to prove if your intention is really just that physical release, or if it is to get to know her at a deeper level. So if you do take the time to figure this out, okay, if you do take the time to really think, what is my sentence after? You're probably going to find that your great communication has been laced with a lot of negative sentences after, right? So really go through your day to day and just consider, okay, you know, I said this to my wife or I said this to my kid or I said this to people at work, but in my head, what was the sentence after? So like, if, uh, 
if you ever worked for customer service or if you've been on the line with someone from customer service and you can tell if their sentence after is kind and positive or not. So say stuff like, oh yeah, thanks. We really appreciate your, your service. We really appreciate you as a customer. You know, you know the sentence after that is I hate you and get off the phone right now. <laughs> So we we all pick up on it. We pick up on this sentence after, all right? Or I'm thinking, uh, trying to think of other places that you might see this, like a waitress or something that's just having a bad day. And you're like, oh, you know, sorry, you know, this this was wrong. I didn't want cheese on this hamburger. And it's like, oh, okay, no problem. And she smiles and you just know she hates you, right? The sentence in her mind after is, sure, like, you know, go ahead and make me do extra work. Uh, you know, don't think about all the, you know, my kids at home or, you know, that I'm trying to pay for college or whatever, right? You've, you've seen this and we all do it. So just start looking like, what is that sentence after? It's about rebuilding trust. So when you start to notice and make these changes, the first thing you want to do is apologize for it. Hey, listen, you know, I, I've said a lot of times to you, I want to understand you, but really I didn't. I was trying to prove you wrong. I was trying to argue with you or to your kids. Hey, I know I'm telling you to do your jobs. And I realized I'm really just doing that to, uh, you know, my intention is to help you be uh, stronger people, but I haven't really been communicating that. And I'm sorry. You also have to realize that that internal change that you make, it's probably not going to be trusted right away. If you've gone a long time, let's take intimacy, for example, and if you've you've approached sex with the sentence after, hey, you owe it to me, or hey, like, I need a physical release. When you start approaching it more in this developed way, this way of wanting to connect, your wife probably won't trust it right away because you've brought that other sentence after for a long time. So what you don't want to do is say, hey, well, I've changed and now you didn't even notice it. So who cares? I come back to my old self, right? Now I'm mad. Now, you know, I, I, I tried it. I tried to approach it like Dr. Mike said. I tried to approach it in a way that was about connection. And she said, no, so I'm giving up, right? Now you've really blown away trust because they have to see this over time. You know, you've built yourself, you've dug yourself a hole over time. Now you have to climb yourself out of it, right? Your wife and your kids, they're still a little bit wary. Just expect that. Know it's going to take time. So a good sentence and sentence after in your own mind, or you can even say it is, I know that it will take time for you to trust me and that's okay. Versus, I know that it will take time for you to trust me, but I really have changed. So do it faster. Trust me faster. <laughs> so just check yourself. You know What is your sentence after? And which sentence after do you think will help you regain trust faster? Hey, it's going to take time and that's okay. Or, hey, it's going to take time and, but I really have changed. So just like notice that and, you know, trust me quick. All right. So as a review, most of our communication is nonverbal, you know, up to 93% in this study, you know, the experts go back and forth, but um, the fact of the matter is what people mainly pick up on in our communication is our intentions. Sometimes we can mask those, you know, and that's when you call someone manipulative or, you know, evil, right? If they're, if they really mask their intentions, but most of the time we can sort of pick up on those. And a really great way and a great marriage communication tool here to find out your own intentions is to really consider what is that unsaid sentence after in my own mind? 
So take the time to really make your intentions strong, kind, and loving. Write them out. You know, figure out, catch yourself. Okay, I said this, but what was the sentence after in my mind? You know, this happens to me a lot with uh, uh, with my kids and, and doing jobs and and that kind of thing. Hey, you know, stop yelling at your brother. Sentence after that, you idiot, right? Stop yelling at your brother. Uh, you, you know, you grow up faster. You know, that's kind of the sentence after. And that's not the way that I want to parent. So I have to work on that. Remember, it's going to take time to rebuild trust and that's okay. Make that your sentence after. That's okay. Go ahead and apologize quickly for your mistakes. And again, make the intention just, hey, I'm working on myself. I know it's going to take time. I ask your forgiveness for that. And I'll probably mess up again, but I am working on this. And, you know, outside of this one tool, you know, this is one tool you can start using right away. It's going to be really helpful for you. But you want to build yourself up across all areas. Build up your spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, and sexual strength so you feel great about who you are. You have an incredible, strong, joyful, and intimate marriage with your wife. So join us in the Strongman system for a complete system of how to do that. It's built on habits. You're going to have the best marriage you've ever had in 90 days or less, guaranteed. The workshop for this is starting up on September 21st. So join us there. Head over to strongmenstrongmarriages.com. You can get a free seven-day email series. It's going to help you learn some tools right away and get you ready for that workshop starting on the 21st. All right, men, stay strong, and we'll see you next episode. Hey, if you're ready to become the strongest and most attractive version of yourself and create the best relationship you have ever had with yourself, your wife, and your children in 90 days or less, Come join us in the Strongman system. I guarantee you'll have the best relationship you have ever had with your wife in 90 days or less or your money back. Visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how and I'll see you there.